Hey, what's going on everybody? This is Tanner here with The Vision Project. Today you have finally found out that promises can truly be kept. That's right. If you have seen the last episode, you would know that I had promised, first and foremost, that I would be trying my best to stay more consistent with these podcasts. And as you can see, we're staying pretty darn consistent. And that's really awesome. Secondly, I had promised that we would start off our new series on the subject of loss. And you're probably thinking, Tanner, why? Why would you want to start a podcast series, a series of episodes on the subject of loss? The subject of loss is hard. It's painful. It's depressing. It makes people anxious to think about. And the reason why, first and foremost, I'm passionate. I'm passionate about people finding hope, hearing about people who have found hope in the midst of places that are really really hard. And so my friend today, my good, close, personal friend, Sam Diaz, is going to be on the show. And I am so excited to hear this testimony, even in a sense, for the first time in in my life as well. And so this is going to be a great uh, first reaction kind of for me, and as well as for you guys hearing a very wonderful testimony that Sam has. And I have watched him through this time, and it's a very fresh, and I mean, I mean fresh, like as in the past couple of months. This is a fresh reaction from even Sam himself, someone who has gone through this in the past couple of months, and really has been very transparent, faithful, and hopeful more than I've ever seen from anybody before. So go ahead and give the attention to my brother Sam as we start this episode. I'm really, really excited to hear this wonderful testimony from an incredible brother. Welcome to The Vision Project, a place where we strive to give hope and understanding of who Jesus is. We hope today's episode guides you to a better understanding of who he is and how much he loves and cares for you. Have a wonderful day. Yes, indeed, we are hoping that you are able to understand the love of Christ more, especially with the subject of loss. And so here I welcome my brother in Christ, a close friend of mine, Sam Diaz, to the podcast. Say what's up, Sam. Hey, what's up, fam? It's glad, I'm glad to be here, you know? What a guy. What a guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> <All right. laughs> what a great start, right? Um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> shake the nerves out, get it out. Let's uh, you know, make yeah. sure that we're all nice and loose uh, for this testimony, huh? <laughs> yes, sir. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, I love it. So, Sam, I want to ask you a question. You recently lost your dad, and yeah. for you, yeah. that has been probably one of the biggest trials of your entire life. And so, what I want to ask you is. First of all, you know, take us through the process of, you know, what led to that event um, and as well as, you know, what what you felt in that moment uh, when you first found that your your dad was he was gone. Wow. Um, let me uh, run it back, man. Uh, it's it was a it was a huge one. It was a huge trial and I'm still going through it, but I can definitely remember the very beginning of it all. And I think it was when my dad, as soon as he 
got laid off of his job. I will never forget. And that was the time when his faith was really being tested. And I, my dad knew my, uh, the Lord for mm. a long time. And he was strong in his faith uh, when he came to Christ almost 30 years ago. And he's been helping me out with my faith too, you know, and mm. it's really because of my dad that I found Christ. But it was as soon as he laid off uh, of his job back in 2016 from at t that he was really having a hard time trying to, you know, find peace and joy again. Like it was a really hard time. I even saw him having a hard time with this mm. through his trials. And then just when I thought things uh, couldn't get any worse, he uh, he had a stroke while driving, mm. and uh, this was back in 2017. It was July. I'll never forget. We were gonna watch uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming that that yep. year, or the, yeah, that year. Mm. And uh, he he called me and he's like, "Yeah, I'll be home in a sec." And I was like, "Bet." But then we got a call that he was in the hospital because he had a stroke, mm. and. Uh, his, I saw the pictures. The truck got totaled, but thank the Lord that he was still with us. Yeah. Still, yeah. Uh, but when my family and I got there to the hospital, he couldn't remember any of us. Wow. Uh, for for like a little bit, um, and it really it really shook me because he remembered like a few of my sisters, but then when he came to me, he kind of like stared at me, kind of like weird, and he's mm. like, "Who's that? I don't know who that is." And mm. that that just um. That shook me. That uh, mm. that was scary. Definitely. But then, you know, thanks to my uh, my family at my home church, you know, they they came over and they helped me out and mm. you know prayed for my dad. And just a few days later, you know, he was he was okay. You know, he was he looked better and started to regain his memory a little bit more. And mm. that was definitely healing. You know, like that's when I was like, okay, it's healing. He's healing. This is good. This is great. Oh my gosh. I was so, so happy. Like I was so relieved, you know, and then, uh, they gave us the go ahead to, you know, let him go, let him come home. Uh, he was, you know, released and, you know, rolled him out on a wheelchair and I was there to greet him, Mm. my mom and my sister. And then we went home. Mm. And that was when I thought it was all over. Mm. And, um, then 2018 came around and I started to see that my dad wasn't himself. Hmm. Uh, I think it was not only due to the stroke, but it was also because um, he changed completely. Hmm. He wasn't the good, gentle, caring father that I knew. He was a very harsh, mean, aggressive person all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And there were times where we would clash at each other. And um, I had to deal with my dad and the, his mental, you know, his uh, mental illness for a good solid two and a half years after the stroke. Um, I remember helping him get up every morning and, you know, sometimes I'd talk to him, he would understand. And, and then... Other times he would just completely, we would argue a lot. Mm. And I'd be like, you know, dad, what's up? What's going on? He's like, I don't want to talk to you. It's okay. And 
there was one time where uh, I just one day, you know, I went up to him and I just talked to him, sensing him because, you know, it's my mom and him were just really like clashing bad. Mm-hmm. And I tried to talk to him, like try to help him. But, you know, my dad basically had to tell me to screw off, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, like, F off, you know, yeah. And I'm just sitting there like, Dad, I'm trying to help you. He's like, get out of my sight. And that was when I was like, my dad's seriously suffering here. And I started questioning God, dude. I was like, mm. what? What's going on? Yeah. And I was crying outside because of just how bad it got. Mm. <sighs> gotcha. And then, and then COVID happened, dude. Mm. And that, that was really hard. Not yeah. only on me, but on my dad too yeah because we all shut down and we all had to lock down and at the times when um i would go to you know i went to vintage grace church you know and i finally mm. found some support there yeah you know that really helped me out after all all this trauma definitely and then uh, i remember coming home and telling my dad about it then all of a sudden he started to brighten up a little bit mm. like he's actually started to get better like he started to smile. He was like, these guys sound tight. <laughs> these guys are <laughs> dope, you know? Like, he actually wanted to meet a lot of my friends that I wow. made over there. And uh, I would always tell him about all of you. And he was just so yeah, I saw the biggest smile on his face. Like, he's finally mm. coming back. Yeah. And then uh, that, Latin, that next year, 2020, um, it was around, I believe, around December mm. of 2020. Oh my gosh! Mm. It's it's still yeah. very very um, fresh. Yeah. Mm. To this day, um, mm. I will never forget my last days with him. He was starting. Lighten up a little bit, but I can tell that he was so depressed, so, you know, un, uneasy and just mm. so angry of mm-hmm. where he's at in life because he just lost his job. He lost his sense of health and everything was just going the wrong way for him. Right. But the most interesting part is that through all of that, he still went and read his bible wow he still read his bible Mm. and he would just sit there close his eyes and just be like man god i just i'm just here Mm. and i I thought that was the most weirdest thing right right i'm like what Mm. you know but December came around, and that's when everybody started getting COVID. I'll yeah. never forget, even at my, at Vintage Grace, uh, after coming home from, like, doing an event for them, I started to feel, like, a sensation of loss of taste and stuff. Mm. And I was like, wow, what, what, what's the, I really, um, I really hope that I didn't have it. Yeah. But for all the signs that were going on with me, I, I was like, yeah, I have it. And I'll never forget when I did have and I told my parents and my dad's like, man, dude, I hope it doesn't get to one of us. Mm. 
to it's kind of still haunts me to this day every time I think about it mm. but um after a while you know after a few weeks uh I started to recover but then it went straight to my um to my mom you know mm. and then she started feeling it and I was like oh mom we gotta quarantine you and even dad you know he's he's starting I for the first time ever I saw my dad like this this fear in his eyes like something's wrong like he's actually genuinely scared for the first time I never saw that in my dad before hmm. and my dad's like all right we're gonna we're gonna let your mom go in the room we're gonna isolate her just as the doctor said and we're gonna we're gonna pray about this and I was like yeah hmm. yeah dad for sure and then I'll never forget that morning my dad he generally felt scared like he was scared for my mom like he started shaking his head you know and we were talking for the first time in a long time just him and I like one-on-one wow and he was just generally scared for my mom and he really was contemplating he's like man dude I don't know what's gonna happen but man I just praying that she's okay and I'm like yeah yeah I mean I'm always agreeing with my dad no matter what <laughs> so I was just like yeah I mean uh, okay mm. and then thank thank the lord my mom got better mm. Praise God. and then my dad he went to get his you know covid test results right yeah. and it came back negative and i was like oh dad that's perfect and then mm. you know i will never forget i went upstairs and he was sitting on the bed he's just looking at it looking at me and he showed me the results he's like look i'm negative i was like oh my gosh dad that's crazy you know i was like so mm. happy yeah and then that was, however, before um, I had it. Mm. So this was, he got his test results before I had COVID. Mm. And you know how long that takes like for the results to you know come back? Yeah. Like maybe a week or two. Right. And this was, oh, man, dude, this was two weeks before I got it. So I, um, I'll never forget, I was in the living room. And after my mom and I got better, my dad all of a sudden started coughing really badly. And I was like, yo, dad, you good? So like, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I'm fine. You know, I just mm-hmm. cough. And I was like, okay, okay. And then all of a sudden he started to feel a fever sensation. He's like, oh, wow, I'm very hot. And I'm like, oh, uh-huh. okay, dad. Um, You know, it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. And then um, that's when I heard him say, Man, I can't taste anything. Hmm. And that that uh that kind of freaked me out. I look up and I go in to the table and I'm talking to my dad like that, and you you can't taste anything? He's like, Yeah, no. Then you know, knowing me, you know, trying to lift him up, I'm like, you know what, it's it's probably nothing, you know, it's just hmm. you can't taste anything. He's like, Yeah, it's it's probably what it is. And then um he showed signs of uh, his, you know, his oxygen levels were decreasing. Mm-hmm. It was, um, it was that little oxygen detector thing that you put on your finger. Yeah. And he was talking to my sisters on the phone and he was just looking at it. And, you know, me, we were testing it out on mom and I, uh, mine was like 97%, mom was 95 and and one of my dad and it went from 90 to 85%. Wow. And my sisters were 
they talked to my dad and they said, you better go and check that out. That's, that's not a great sign. Dad. Right. And dad, you know, knowing him, he, he started to get a little bit concerned and I've never seen that before in my dad. Mm. And then, um, and I forget my dad came out of the, his room and he called me out. He was like, all right, son. Uh, he was like, I was like, what? He's like, all right, take me to the hospital. We're going to the hospital. And I was like, oh, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, let's go right now. Mm. Like, oh, oh, okay. Okay. Like, I didn't know what was happening, but mm. he, like, told me to just go to the ER. And, um, mm. uh, we were all, like, scared because we just didn't know what was going to happen. But I'll just never forget my dad was just putting on his shoes, like, and stuff. And my mom, you know, she was just helping him, like, uh, supporting him praying for him and and that was the last time my mom sat saw my dad wow yeah and then I hugged you know mom and then I took dad and you know my dad hugged mom too and mm. went in the in his truck and I drove him up to the ER and the very last time I saw my dad was in the truck Mm. Um, we were in the truck, um, mm. just assuring that, uh, you know, he was going to be okay. And man, dad, my dad was so strong. He just like assured me like, yeah, I'm going to be fine. And he grabbed my hand and we just prayed. Wow. And my dad looks at me and he says, it's going to be okay. And I told him it's going to be okay. And doctors came up. And uh, we told him what's up. And, um, man. Sorry. Mm, It's okay. Mm. I remember the doctors coming up to the window and they asked why we're even here. And I said, he may have COVID, and then all of a sudden the doctor said, oh, yep, nope, that's not happening. Okay, let's get the chair now. Like, let's do this quick. And I was sitting there. I was like, Dad, it's going to be okay. And, man, that was the very last time I ever touched my father. Mm. I grabbed I was. He was still holding on to my hand. and um, He let go. And the very last thing I remember is just touching his shoulder mm. and looking out at him. And he, too, was scared. I can see it. Mm. And then I saw him. I saw him go up. He was in a wheelchair and he went up the elevator. And, and that was the last time I ever saw my dad in person. Mm. <sighs> and then... uh a few weeks go by and uh, we were just hoping that you know dad's okay and we would facetime him you know and mm. i'll never forget when he um facetimed me and um he's checking off on me he's like <laughs> so my nickname for him i'm um it's jubba joe jubba joe i like it <laughs> Yeah, man, uh, that's what he would call me, you know, like, when I was 
born. But anyways, he would he called me that day and he's like, "So my son, how you doing?" And I was like, "What me? What, what am I doing? How are you doing?" You know, like I was so mm. up in my feels because I was like, "How are you doing, Dad?" And you know, mm. my dad, he's that's how that's how selfless he was, dude. Like mm. just always asking about others' days. Yeah, even when he was that is like so you know like lowest and you know dad he just for him like what he's going through already i was kind of like oh okay i'll I'll tell i'll tell him what's going on Mm. and so we would have long conversations of like you know either if it was vintage grace or how's the family you know how they're doing you know the family's doing great and you know mom's doing great and then when it came down to you know how he was doing he was just telling me like it's good (laughs) Tell me like it's good. It's wow. You know, it's like he's like telling me, "Wow, I'm I'm feeling better a little bit." You know, like I yeah. can eat a little bit here, and then he's like, "I'm gonna come home by the time you know it." Mm. I was like, "Yeah, for sure, Dad. Of course, you know, like it's gonna be it's gonna be all good. You know, Jesus is gonna take care of you, and mm. you know, it's like it's gonna be great." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's gonna happen." And, you know, mm. so every Facetime call that he would, you know, you know, call us. Uh, the family, he was just always checking up on us, you know, whether it was my sisters and their families and my mm. mom and I, you know, it was all, almost all the time, you know, I was just always like wondering if he was okay. Yeah. We were all wondering. And uh, it seemed pretty good, you know, he was getting better at the time. And I'll never forget one Wednesday night, um, I came home from playing drums for the kids at Vintage Grace and I called him and he immediately <laughs> he immediately uh answered and i checked up on him like how he's doing and he's sounds like it's going great to where he can come home pretty soon and that's when i was so excited and then it was the week of it was a week of new year's and um we got a call from the doctor saying that he got worse wow he got worse and worse worse to the Mm. point where he had another stroke again oh my gosh and we all were shocked uh my mom my sister anna rain my sister lou luana and my sister mara's they were here uh in california Mm. uh you know just hearing all of this and then they reached out to my sister bethany who is in texas Mm. and uh they came out here because they heard about this yeah and uh during my dad's last days you know um sister bethany came and we all sat down in the living room at my mom and dad's house and we all were just talking like what's up what's going on with dad and Mm. my sister anna rain gave the rundown and she told everyone what what was happening yeah and we all were just so we were all shocked and we all prayed together actually we all were just praying and praying constantly that night, like, God, you know, please heal my dad. You know, like, we we can't, we can't, we just can't uh, be without him yet, you know? Mm. Like, this is, you know, please and stuff like that. And um, the next day, the doctor said, he had a heart attack. Mm. So his his life was, 
deteriorating rapidly to mm. the point where he couldn't even move. He couldn't even wake up. Like this, his oxygen tank or whatever that was keeping him alive, they were, it was literally over 100%, man. Like it was that bad. Wow. He had to rely on that oxygen tank. That was his last lifeline. Wow. And we were all just sitting in the room like, what are we going to do? We were all just so, we were all just so confused. And I will never forget, I was so angry at God because of how much we've been praying and just like, what? Like, I thought you were going to be like a help us you know like i thought you're such a merciful god and god like why are you doing this to us and mm. i'll never forget i was in my car and i drove uh down the freeway like i was so angry to the point where i was hitting my wheel like i was so mad because mm. it's just like what's going on and that's when i that's when i felt god mm. i will never forget I was in my car and I pounded my wheel and I was just shouting like, God, what's going on? Then all of a sudden I felt a tug on my heart and I heard, did I hear a voice? I I heard Sam, I know you and your father and I know you two are so impatient. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I was, I was, I was shook. I stopped. I like, but still, and he told me, Sam, you and your father are so alike. Mm. Just know that I am here with your dad. And that I got him in the palm of my hand. Wow. And that was it. And Mm. I was out of it. Mm. And that night I was like, whoa, what was... I I just I couldn't understand what he meant by in the palm of his hand. Like what what? Mm. Like I was like, you don't though. <laughs> like you don't. You know I was so confused because he was just you know my dad was dying. Mm. And I just I'll never forget. I I was calm. You know I, all of a sudden I just felt like this this balance of just there was no like anger anymore or whatever. It was just that mm. sense of like a. Uh, like assurance. Yeah. Um, when I came back home, I didn't think too much about it after that because it's like, uh, okay, I just heard a voice. So, whatever. Mm. And then all of a sudden I realized if it's in your will, Jesus, mm. then you got to bring him home. Mm. Because I realized for the first time in my life, it's like, I realized how just that tough love of Christ mm. when I came back home. Yeah. And ever since he, the Lord told me about like, you know, I got your dad in the palm of my hand. I was just like, what does that mean? And I realized, you know, it's all lovey-dovey in the beginning of Christ, you know, in your walk with faith. Mm. It's like, oh, yes, yeah. But then all of a sudden, when you go through the trials and tribulations, all of a sudden God's like, do you truly love me? Mm. And then I realized his timing is not our timing. Mm. And that if this is truly his will, 
then what happens next, whether good or bad, it's still all for God. Mm. It's still God's in it. That's good. Because that is how it's supposed to be in Christ, right? Mm. And I'm like, okay. Well, Lord, if that's what you're trying to tell me, then it's like, if my dad is suffering so bad, then that he has to go home, then all right, Jesus, mm. then it's going to happen. Mm. So that's when I realized either mm. way, if he comes back or if he goes home, it's all good because Jesus knows Amen. what's our best timing. Amen. That's good, brother. And I, I, I appreciate you sharing that and being transparent and honest about, I mean, just bringing out your emotions and, and being just as real as you can. Because I think a lot of the time when, when when people lose someone, when people lose um, someone that's that's really close, they tend to put a, over this this mask over their face. And so for me, like, I, I mean, the 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 closest person that I've lost was my my grandma and my grandpa. And for me, I feel like that's no. <laughs> I mean, it's close to you know uh, you know a mom or a dad, but I can't even imagine the emotion that you you get out of a mom and a dad. I haven't experienced that by the grace of God. But um, when I experience the loss of my grandma, uh, so this was the second time I lost somebody. I remember I was playing basketball outside and the narrative of when you're losing somebody is that you have to be okay, that you have to be stable and scripture doesn't back that statement up and scripture doesn't show that to be true because when you look at the most perfect manly example on this earth who is Jesus Christ when he lost a friend in Lazarus who he knew was even going to come back to life he still wept wept yes and so for me i had this this mentality of I have to be inspirational. I have to be tough. I have to be strong. And I remember I, you know, my dad told me he came out and he was weeping and he got into his truck and was getting ready to leave for San Jose. I was like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to tough this up and I'm going to, you know, just keep playing basketball and take my anger out on the game. And I just remember dropping the ball, you know, and, and physically and figuratively, I dropped the ball. I, I mean, I dropped the ball as in I let go of that mentality because I was just too weak and I knew that I was too weak. And so for you, I want to ask you, you know, for you in this season, what drives you, Sam Diaz, to push forward and to not only shed an example onto your family, but especially the the community that you love, the community that, you know, you, you talk to your, your dad so fondly of, you know, the, this community at Vintage Grace that you and I both have, have loved. And the, this group of people that feels, you know, closer than family, right? Um, yes. Especially for you who's, you know, someone who's been so invested in, in worship and in Bible studies and hangout times, you know, what for you, and, and especially for the communities surrounding you, what drives you, Sam, to 
be that person to be an example. What really, what really drives me, man, it's, uh, it's my dad. Mm. It's 100% my father. Mm. Because growing up with him, he was just always serving mm. and always just playing. And even when he took an off day, he still was like, hey, let me get on that. Let me play guitar for this day. <laughs> and I was like, Dad, don't you take breaks? He's like, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. But I, I still want to because I, I want to. Yeah. But definitely, man, what drives me is my dad. Mm. And what's so crazy is that I have a lot of my dad in me. Mm. And I don't even know it. Mm. Because whenever I'm like <laughs> with my family, they just they just get so like, man, you just just like your dad, you know, you're like doing a lot of things your dad used to do, and I'm just like, <laughs> really, like, yeah, mm. I, mean, I didn't know that about my dad. Mm. And then, yeah. but the most important thing, bro, it's uh, it's God. Mm. God good. also drives me. That's good. In a way that it's like. Because when he spoke to me like that, like in a most calm voice, like, mm. you know, I got him in the palm of my hand. Mm. When he means I got him, I got him in the palm of my hand, I didn't real- realize that he really does. Mm. He really does, man. Mm. And now every day I'm, I'm like, you know what? I can live my life knowing all of those negative things of my dad or negative things about what's happened. But it's just not worth it anymore. Because what great man drives on negativity? (laughs) No one. Mm -hmm. I cannot think of any man in this world that, you know, thinks of all the negative things and yet he hasn't done one great successful thing and changed the world, you know? Mm -hmm. And a lot of that takes courage and, most importantly, acceptance. You know, like acceptance mm. of accepting that fear, accepting that that guilt, accepting the loss. Because mm. if you don't, you're not moving forward with your life. Mm. And I had to come to this place at a very, very fast pace, bro, like early age, you know, like, stop in the middle of what I was doing and be like, all right, here's a choice whether I just want to give up Mm. wholeheartedly or live forever. Mm. And I was like, I want to live forever. Yet I still go through my times of grief and times of fear. It's like, sure. that's, That's the whole point. Yeah. God by the grace of God, he gives us that free will to understand both the good and the bad things. Mm. So that when we graduate, when we graduate out of all that, mm. we get to be with him forever. Mm. That's good. That's when I realized for the first time in my life, I was just like, that's why we go through things because it's makes us better and stronger with him. Mm. And I was just sitting here like, 
wow, so that's what it truly is to have faith. Mm. And that's what my dad, that's when I realized my dad, that's why he was so strong. Because mm. he accepted the good and the bad things. Mm. And he said, I want to work on that. I want to push through that. I want to be better. Mm. Because good. I'm like, I don't want to just stop right here and just give up. Mm. So the most two important things, it's my dad and God that drive me, man. It's That's good. And my mom. Yeah, I can't even imagine what she's going through in this season. <laughs> she's so strong too, bro. Amen. Like, she's such a strong person. Like, so cool. Even though she still grieves, she's yet she's so like, she's so happy. Mm. You know? Praise God. So, that's, that's good, man. how I handle it, man. And, you know, as you were speaking about accepting that loss, accept, accepting that these things happen and that God has a purpose behind these things, I immediately thought of John 15. And I'm going to read it really quick. Um, just uh, uh, talking about abiding. And it starts at verse 1. And Jesus says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away and every branch that does bear fruit he prunes that it may bear more fruit already you are clean because of the word that I've spoken over you abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me I am the vine you are the branches whoever abides in me and I in him he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and in my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. And so when I read that and you think about the first part of that passage, it says that he and, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. And you're thinking, God, I'm bearing fruit in this season. God, I'm striving to, to bear the you know this fruit and and yet you're pruning me and this is hurting me and this is you know, hard and you're allowing these things to happen in my life. You're allowing these things to get cut off and it hurts. It's painful. And I can just look at Jesus and I just say, wow, you already know that there's going to be more fruit that's going to be bearing. You're going to be bearing even more fruit. It says so that there may be more fruit. And that is the reason why he prunes us. And so and, and the fact is, in the season, when it is time to prune and when these things do happen and we do you know, get these things cut off and things do happen to us, the reality is, yes, it hurts. It is hard. And you have to accept that. But in the end, more fruit is to come. And so for you, Sam, I want to commend you, you know, and, and speak this 
you know, passage over your life where you're looking at this and saying, I've gone through hurt. I've already, I doubted God in this. And I, I look at this straight in the eyes and I'm, I'm saying, I, I've got better already. And as much as it is painful and it's so hard and there's so many cliches to think about, I still choose the joy of God over the guilt of Satan and the fear that he's trying to speak over my life and, and the pain of this loss. But the reality is this life is so temporary and short. And so for you, I want to encourage you with that, that you see that there is more fruit to come. And I, and I want to see what you, you know, think about that as you, you know, chew on this season and, and as you've already gone through these waves and this roller coaster of emotions where you felt like, I feel like I've lost everything, but how do you come, how have you come to the point of seeing the other side? How have you, you know, come on the other side of the hill and look back and, and say, wow, I accomplished that. I accomplished, you know, you know, I know you're still in the midst of it. I know that this, you know, probably won't stop for a lifetime. And I'm sure for everybody that's lost somebody who's listening to this podcast, you know, you're still going through this, you know, loss is still something that you chew on, but you know, when do you look back and say, I've done it. And I know that, you know, it's good. I want to hear what you think about that. (laughs) Um, this is how I know that it was really God's plan. It was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was my dude. Man, it's just so crazy. Like, every time I think about it now, it's like, as soon as I got to Vintage Grace, man, that's when I saw Christ for the first time. Mm. And as soon as I literally, here am I, born and raised in the church. Mm. And I never really saw Christ until I went to Vintage Grace. And, dude, it's so wild because here I am just going to school, like, you know, doing math homework. And then I, literally I was just talking to I was like, God, I want friends. I want real friends. Mm. So, like, give me some, Because I was, like, really deep in my feels. <laughs> and as soon as I went there, I I just was so shocked. I was like, wow, these, these guys are so cool. Like, they're so friendly and so welcoming and very real and genuine that I wanted to hang out with these guys more. And, mm. and then finally, that was when I knew the fruit that bears more fruit, right? Mm. As soon as I shared that my dad died to my group, because I'll never forget, I asked my mom, I was like, it's okay if I shared it with my with my group because I just trust them so much, you know? Mm. Like, that's how real they are. And I wanted the approval of my mom, you know, because mm. I didn't want to just say anything like that. You know what I mean? Right. It's way deep. So I asked my mom for approval. Like, I, we need prayers. And, you know, my mom's like, yeah, sure. And mm. I was like, okay, God, I'm, I'm just going to write this down in here. And I'll never forget, I wrote it down. And then I just, the outpouring of love. And this is the one thing that I knew they were real. It was when they truly, genuinely wanted to talk to me. Mm. I will never forget when my friends Kaylee just reached out so quick. Mm. She, made, she gave me the most helpful encouragement paragraph upon paragraph and then mm. my friend nick mendoza he hit me up and then my friend jake nick and, and jake <laughs> i know like all of dude they just 
poured out their hearts and mm-hmm. they chatted. And I got a call from my music mentor, Jason. Mm. And he encouraged me. He's like, dude, uh, I, I mean, I know what you're going through. Like, I, I totally know what mm. it feels like to lose a dad, but uh, losing it at this age, I have no idea. But I just want to let you mm. know that I'm here for you. And yeah. then Hunter called me. Hunter! Dude, I know. <laughs> Hunter, Hunter called me and he was crying on the phone. Mm. And then Adam... And then everybody else. So many people investing. So in many people. Love it. And I just here am I, just being myself, mm. going to this church, like, just being me. Like I just love these guys because because mm. they just accept who I am. Right. And then who would have thought after this experience, all of a sudden I'm just getting this outpour of love left and right. Mm. Not only from Vintage Grace, but also my home church, my other family, and my close friends, you know, that know my dad like that. Like, yeah, I was just getting an outpouring of love here and there. And then just when I thought it, my life couldn't get any better, they made a video about me, man. Mm. And that's when I knew that was, that was totally Jesus. <laughs> Mm. Like who just does that? Who just makes a thirty-minute video? Wow! Who who just makes a thirty-minute video of just all of these people that I've impacted, and yet I didn't even know it? Mm. Like seriously, bro! Like who would have thought just being me would impact so many people? That's good. Like you know, growing up, I always was the youngest. I was always following everybody. Mm. I was just so like making sure I followed somebody. I wasn't ever the leader. Now mm-hmm. here I am doing the same thing, but yet they look to me as like that leader. That's awesome. And I'm just like, God, thank you. Like, praise God. You just, you just came through for me at a time when I was so dark yet. Mm. You're, I see your love through these guys. Yep. Definitely. Like I, I had no idea fam. Like, mm. And then I was out in the parking lot of Vintage Grace with my friends, Josh, Jarrell, and Lannis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were just talking about some good stuff. And yep. fam, I saw my dad's old friend again. Oh my gosh. And her name is Noelle. And she just so happened to be driving home and she looks over at us and she sees me and she's like, is that Sam? Mm. And I was like, and, you know, me, I was, you know, I didn't even know. But she's like, you know what? I'm going to turn around and make sure. Mm. Fam, she turns around and comes back. And here am I in my perspective, just all of a sudden seeing this car. I'm like, who's that? She comes in. She rolls down her window and I see her face. And I had the biggest smile on my face. Mm. And she's like, I'm looking for Sam Diaz. And (laughs) I was just so overwhelmed. Wow. And... Dude, that was a God moment. Yeah. Because, who, like, just seeing her out of the blue, just driving up to the church and be like, where's Sandy is? Mm-hmm. And she doesn't even know, like, she knows that church, but she's never, like, really been there. Like, wow. She's never been there. Wow. And she comes up and she's like, oh, my gosh. And then I was crying on her shoulder because I was just mm. like... 
you know, because they knew my dad for like that, dude. Mm. They've been serving with him for 30 years on stage at worship. Wow. And just to see her just come out of nowhere, I was overwhelmed. And Yeah. And then my friends, they just see that and they're so, they even are impacted more. And I'm just like, God, yet I'm so broken mm. and you know this. You're still using me for mm. your glory. Mm. Like I, that's why I love him even more. Like I'm mm. so unqualified to do God's work, man. Mm. Yet God's like, I'm going to use you because I know you can get through this. That's good. And I'm like, oh my God. So ever since, mm. man, I've just been praying to God. I've been thanking him. I've been really trying to draw closer to him more. That's good. And that's what drives me, man. It's mm. my friends too. Definitely. I just love each and every single one of them. Mm. And so that's why I keep being me because that is what's kept me where I'm at today. Amen. That's awesome, bro. And I just want to, I want to, again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, sharing your testimony and just being real. Thanks for having me be here, bro. Like, this is such a pleasure, you know? Amen. Kingdom building, kingdom building. Amen. Yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to see what what God does through this. And, you know, as we continue on this series, um, you know, just to see how many lives are impacted. And I'm absolutely honored that you get to kick off this series my friend and especially with such a raw fresh uh reaction to this season of life and you know where you're at now and i just want to encourage you affirm you uh to keep doing what you're doing because you're headed in the right direction and uh i'm sure even just now people are already impacted by hearing you know through all the steps that you went through and through all the different emotions and everything that you went through with dealing with loss and you know, dealing with all this pain, and yet you are in the place where you're at now with still that, you know, head of joy that you have, and uh, I just, I want to commend you for that, Um, so thank you so much. Dude, I'm just so happy to finally get the chance to just share, you know, share the good works, man, Mm. share the good gospel. Amen. at the end of the day, (laughs) I'm not perfect, Mm. and God is. Amen. That's awesome, bro. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on. And I'm excited to share this out for the world to hear and uh, to see what they think, man. So thanks for coming on. Of course, man. All, all, always, always. Awesome, bro. Well, thanks a lot, man. Yeah, dude. Love you, Doc. Love you, dude. All right. All right. See ya. Man, what an incredible testimony. I mean, you see... Everything from the buildup, you know, from his dad having the stroke and, you know, his dad kind of having a personality change and a character change to, you know, them not really getting along. And then all of a sudden it shifts towards, you know, his dad starting to have more health issues with COVID and everything. And then you start to see that there's some sort of restoration kind of in the relationship as they grow with one another. And you see that there's a lot of growth uh, in, in both individuals, as Sam and uh, his dad and even individually in his family but you just see so much um, growth and bonding uh, in this relationship and that's encouraging to see and especially to the point of his dad's death you see the amount of love and the amount of restoration in his dad's character and personality 
you see that there's so much growth and that's really encouraging to know that they at least ended on that note that there was you know that that moment moment of restoration where they were in contact and facetiming one another and you just you you think of the moment and the picture of sam and his dad holding each other's hands as his dad is about to go into the er and that's just a moment of you know i think in in the same way in a symbolizing way that god has got a hold on the both of them and so i just want to thank sam for coming on the show and sharing this testimony detail to detail giving us the rundown of how things went down and also how he's doing now i mean i'm so encouraged by his testimony and I just love to see his heart and where he's at. So, Sam, we want to thank you. We want to affirm you. And uh, I just thank you so much for coming on the show. And if you yourself have a testimony that you would like to share, go ahead and, you know, you can DM us on our social media pages. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. That would be so great. We would love to have you on the podcast and share your testimony um, about something that you've lost, someone that you've lost or even any sort of testimony that you've gone through that you've come out the other side and you see uh, what God has done in your life, uh, that would be great. We would love to hear your testimony and be able to share it for the world to hear. And I just want to you know, thank you as well for joining us, listening. And if you just could, go ahead and like and follow the podcast so that you can you know, spread the word about the Vision Project. We are really passionate about sharing people's stories and really just getting the hope of Jesus out to people, um, especially through stories like this like through Sam and, you know, what he had to go through with his dad and everything. Stories like this really impact people's hearts, especially when they're going through stuff their own selves. So if you could share this podcast, like it on Facebook, like it on Instagram, follow us, you know, whatever you need to do to stay updated uh, and share this out to people so that they know uh, when the next podcasts are coming. Thank you so much for listening. Staying tuned. Um, I'm hoping to have more episodes uh, about the subject of loss coming out soon. But we are so excited about this season coming forward and to see what God does through it. God bless you guys, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day.